0: About it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900CHML.
1: Hey, it's Hamilton Today. I'm Curtis Thompson, Scott's son. Ted and Lisa are in the newsroom. Will is on the board. Dad and the Reverend Jim Carrier, a.k.a. Mixmaster Jim, are in the park. Gore Park! For the lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope,
2: 900CHML.com to help us, help the kids.
3: Here's GORE-Thompson!
0: I feel like Groundhog. Yeah, come on out, see me, see me shadow, and get the hell back in, stay covered. Ooh. Uh, but no, it is great to be outside and in Gore Park in downtown Hamilton. Uh, the crew just setting up the stage now, and uh, coming up at about 4 o'clock, we'll start some uh, festivity down here. And 6 o'clock tonight, we to the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope, uh, and of course, the bands will play. Uh, finally, we get to do this uh, in real life as opposed to uh, virtually, and there's lots of ways to help us help the kids. You can text DONATE to 30333. And you can make a $5 or $25 donation a- as well. And there's a bazillion ways to uh, to help us help the kids. And, of course, all the details are waiting for you at 900CHML.com. And basically what today is all about is to introduce you to some of the great organizations uh, that benefit when you make a contribution to the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. And uh, hoping as we do that, it will inspire you to dig down on this very, very difficult time and help us help the kids. Again, it's been a very, very difficult year. Last year, uh, we we tried to do this virtually and, and, and without the crews that we normally do and the people involved. And uh, obviously very difficult and, and very, very disappointing that we didn't get to where we normally do uh, with this great event. So uh, trying this year to get her off the ground. And uh, if you can help us help the kids, it would be greatly appreciated. And all the details are on our website at 900CHML.com. And the easiest way, text DONATE to 30333, and you can make a $5 or $25 donation there. Uh, It's easy peasy. All right, let's introduce you to Karen Candy, uh, Catholic Family Services of Hamilton. Uh, She is the Executive Director and is with us now. Karen, thanks for the time. I hope you're well.
4: Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yes, I, I am well today. Thank you.
0: Here we go. Uh, it's another uh, the start of another great season. Obviously, it's still a little different with, uh, with COVID-19 and a global pandemic as we're weaving our way through this and hopefully out the other end. Talk about what it's been like at Catholic Family Services of Hamilton, especially over the last year with this difficult time.
4: Yeah, I, I think the, the one word to sum it up is tough. I think it's been tough on everybody. Um, it's been tough on our clients. It's, it's been tough on organizations like Catholic Family Services that you know, are there for our community. Um, it's just been really hard. Uh, we've all had to change and pivot and adjust to, to a new way of thinking, a new way of supporting each other. Um, But the one thing that, you know, I've I've been so impressed with this year is just um, no matter what people have been going through, everybody's found a way to sort of, you know, dig deep and help somebody else. So there's been lots of little things throughout the year that have made such a big difference. Um, I think it's renewed our our determination to, to be there for our Hamilton community. We've always believed in, you know, stronger families create stronger communities, and so um, you know, I think it's just so important that as a community we come together and certainly CHML and, and their, their Christmas Tree of Hope campaign um, is a huge part of that and, and just reminding folks um, how easy it's the little things. If we all do a little, uh, we can all accomplish a lot. So I think it's, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a tough year, but I'm optimistic, I'm hopeful. Um, and I think, once again, you know, the Hamilton community will rally and, and will make a difference in the community for lots of folks.
0: You know, you bring up a valid point, uh, Karen. Even though uh, life was different over the last year and, and there were so many obstacles and challenges, the demand is still there. So the job still has to be done. Somehow you got to figure out a way to make it work and a way to help.
4: Absolutely, and and you know I'm sure uh, most of your listeners will know or have already heard that you know while the demand was still there, all of the pressures and challenges that COVID has has cre- have created um, and and continues to create actually has has increased that demand. So we're certainly starting to see you know requests and and the need go up. So. Um, it's, you know, it's a time of, it's almost a time of where we're, we're hopefully at the right end of, of the pandemic. Um, we need to gear up and, and, and keep our focus on um, ensuring that we're there to help those in our community that need the help because the demand is increasing for
2: sure.
0: And get, give people an idea who are listening right now and, and are making or will make a, or thinking of making a donation to the CHML Children's Fund, Where where that money goes and what it's needed for at uh, Catholic Family Services?
4: Yeah, so Catholic Family Services, family is the key word in our name, and, you know, uh, there's lots of members of a family. So um, we've got a number of of programs and services that we offer in the community that supports the families at different levels. Uh, Up on on the mountain at our St. Martin's Manor, we have our Young Parent Program. We have our Early Learning and Care Program. Um, that's all about, you know, young parents, young families, uh, young children, uh, and and helping them, uh, set them up for success and, and growth and learning for their future. Um, some of our other programs are supporting uh, those with um, developmental disabilities. We look at supporting seniors in the community that need a little bit of help. And then, of course, we have our counselling centre uh, where we provide counselling for um, all members of the family, children, families, uh, women, men, uh, and anyone that needs help, uh, we're, we're here to try and help and support.
0: And are you finding the need different this year? Is it, is it different from years past coming uh, hopefully out of a global pandemic?
4: Yeah, for sure. I, I think while some of the needs have remained the same, I think the one big difference we're finding is just the impact the isolation of the pandemic has had on people. Um, I think that's yeah. something that we were just not really, anyone was prepared for, I don't think. Um, We've never seen anything like this, you know, unprecedented was the word they kept using. And I think the isolation that the pandemic caused um, has been a key factor and quite significant in, in
3: what we're seeing
0: and joining us karen candy executive director catholic family services of hamilton just another example of those that benefit when you make a donation to the chml children's fund and the chml children's uh, sorry the chml christmas tree of hope campaign uh, karen thanks so much good luck uh, trying to hit your goals this year be well
4: Ah, uh, thank you very much, Scott. And uh, we really appreciate all CHML does for us. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. so thank you and and your listeners and and have a great holiday season, Scott.
0: Reverend Jim Carrier, ex, uh, aka Mixmaster Jim, uh, as we light the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign, forty-fifth uh, year for this, and I think it's probably pretty close to that for you and I here. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's That's
0: great good. to have you here. It's great it's to see you. To How be you been doing? It's good air. to be anywhere.
5: To, to lay my eyes on your face for a change. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, and,
0: and you know we're broadcasting without a mask on.
5: That's right. I
0: know, but we're... uh, We're
5: socially distanced. But
0: we're two blocks away from each other. Wave, Jim, so I can see you down there.
5: (laughs) Scott and I have always been socially distanced, so we're we're okay. It had nothing to do with the (laughs) pandemic.
0: it goes way back but that's a whole other story uh it is good to see you how have you been how's the church how's been the well. church,
5: church as well i mm-hmm. mean you know we were at half working, capacity so i bet you're
0: working overtime but, uh, you know yeah, lots of stuff yeah, to do lots yeah. of need
5: well there is a lot of need there there's yeah. um the like uh we're finally getting back into home visits yeah uh which is something there's and, and that's off and on like sometimes yeah. a nursing home will suddenly shut down for yeah. a week or so yeah. uh but uh and then there's the online service that yeah. i'm producing as well so we got an online service live service on sunday Wow! so it's kind of picked up yeah all right and that's uh, i think they're going to double my salary
0: good shepherd church in uh... st catherine's well he better be watching that's all i can say <laughs> uh... essential aid is who are going to introduce you today uh... raven von bommel and another example of the organizations that benefit when you make a, con- a contribution to the chml children's fund uh... raven is with us now raven thank you for the time i hope you're doing well
6: how are you?
0: We're doing well. Tell us about uh, Raven obviously is the founder and executive director of Essential Aid. What is Essential Aid, Raven?
7: So, our primary program consists of a food bank that is specifically dedicated to the needs of infants and toddlers. Um, so, we basically mm. just kind of stick to the essential needs of children under the age of four years old. So, think formula, diapers, baby food. Um, toddler-friendly food, things
0: like that. It's amazing that the need is so great that now we even have niche organizations like yourself that are looking after just a particular need.
7: Yes, well, we uh, discovered about 12 years ago that there was a little bit of a, 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 you know, a, a crack in infrastructure in that was offered here in Hamilton and Southern Ontario specifically. Um, and that was that. Not a lot of food banks, traditional food banks, um, had the means to offer specific items that catered to infants and toddlers. And so that's where we figured we would fill that gap.
0: And has it been different for you during the pandemic? Is it, it was last year different from the year previous?
7: Oh boy, yes. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's sad to report, but. We have basically doubled the amount of assistance that we've provided in the last uh, year alone. Uh, Currently, we are distributing just over 13,000 diapers each month directly to uh, infants and toddlers here in Hamilton.
0: And how do you get uh, the product to deliver? How do you raise money?
7: So we do a lot of fundraising. Uh, we have an incredible team. We have a, a team of about 30 volunteers that, you know, work tirelessly day and night to, to help ensure that our shelves stay full. Um, we do a lot of fundraising. We do a lot of donation drives here in Hamilton. We get a lot of help from individuals. Um, a lot of mums, you know, when they're babies that grow their diapers, they donate their extras. Um, we have an Amazon baby registry. so members of the community can purchase items on our most needed list and have them sent directly to our food bank and then of course um a lot of organizations such as the children's fund to um, help us bridge that gap as well
0: and have you found it more difficult to get donations uh, as a result of the pandemic that you know it's just people are just less mobile
7: well, you know, it's people are less mo- mobile, yes, and I think also the pandemic has hit everyone, you know, a little harder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a bit of a, a challenge I think that most of people in Hamilton are facing. So, with the, the Amazon baby registry, you know, we try to we try to remove as many barriers as possible to help people, um, you know, help us. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we definitely noticed that you know it is a little more challenging than 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 previous years.
0: And give us an idea, if someone's listening right now and wants to make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund, and obviously you're one of the organizations uh, that can benefit from that, where, where the money may go.
7: For us, we would definitely spend 100% of all uh, donations that come into us go directly to filling our shelves. So that would be diapers, formula, baby food, and then toddlers, suitable, uh, non perishable food items
0: and as you get out of uh this uh well as we get into a holiday season that's hopefully getting out of uh a global pandemic what are you hoping for for the future what are you hoping for in the next year uh, are there any goals as, as we slowly find out what the new normal is
7: well i'm truly really hoping that less people will require uh you know to use our food bank. that you know that the end game goal is that eventually uh, we won't be needed unfortunately it doesn't seem like that's yeah. the case. Um, you know, well, Realistically, um, I'm hoping that we can continue to expand our hours and continue to provide more support um, so that we're not having to turn anyone away.
0: Raven Van Bommel with us, founder and executive director of Essential Aid. Raven, thanks so much for taking the time to explain what it is your organization does. Good luck to you moving forward and with this holiday season.
7: My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
5: All right, Jimmy, how do we help uh, help the kids? Uh, obviously,
0: the website, 900CHML.com, and also texting.
5: You can text uh, to uh, 30333, 5 and $25 syndicated show options. What does that mean? I'm just reading this list for the first time.
0: Well, because on your, you'll be prompted, do you want to make a $5 donation or a $25 donation? That uh, way, it makes it really easy for Okay,
5: people. all right, or you can mail it the old-fashioned way. Um, or
0: if you come down with Jimmy, we'll just pass the plate around. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, you can do that. Uh, that's eight hundred and seventy-five Main Street West, at Unit Number Six, and uh, all checks. If you're going to write a check, should be made out to the Children's Fund. And Olivia is somewhere too. She's standing yes. by to take your phone call at 905-521-2310. right. five five two one two three one zero.
0: All right, it is three thirty-seven. <laughs> I'm Scott Thompson. Mixed Master Jim Carrier is here. The Reverend Jim doing? Carrier, Good Shepherd Church in Saint Catharines. Hey, it is that time again. How you doing? Top drawer. Top all right. Drawer. Uh, yeah. Sure. yeah. So anyway. um Uh, Here we are again for the 45th edition of the Lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. And we hope that you help us help the kids. There's lots of ways to do that. Jim will tell you more. Start at the website at 900CHML.com. You can donate
5: at 900CHML.com or Y108.ca, Energy953radio.ca, or text on your cell phone. uh, Donate. Type Donate to 30333, or you can mail it into our main office at 875 Main Street West and if you're going to write a check uh, make it out to the Children's Fund in trust.
0: All right, lots of ways to help us help the kids and the whole idea of this whole blitz weekend is to draw more awareness yeah. and of course raise as much as we possibly can for the CHML Children's Fund. This is our biggest fundraiser of the year and obviously been on a bit of a hiatus, a virtual version of for the last year, so it's great to be back out and uh encouraging people uh to give where they live. Uh, obviously, uh the, the whole idea behind the Children's Fund is to help children's charities across the greater Hamilton area, and what we're doing today is introducing you to some of the great charities that benefit. When you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund, want to introduce you to Holly Poche, uh Eva Rothwell Center, and is with us now. Uh, Holly, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well.
6: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So tell us about the Eva Rothwell Center and, and what it does for our community.
6: Of course, yeah, the Eva Rothwell Center is a nonprofit organization, which is in the anchor of the Keith neighborhood of Hamilton since 2006, and at the heart of our programming has always been our free child and youth services, which focus on literacy, essential skills, physical activity, youth empowerment, and more. Uh, so we've got an after-school program, a before-school breakfast program, and it's all no barrier to the community here.
0: And what's it been like trying to deal uh, with the the needs of the day while you're in the midst of a global pandemic? How complicated has it made it for you?
6: (laughs) It's definitely been challenging. We've had to shift back and forth between virtual and in-person engagement. Right now, we're really lucky that we're able to see the children in person. They're just arriving now for the after-school program. So we've had all Mm -hmm. the COVID measures in place, kind of trying to keep everyone safe but it's definitely been a lot of
0: adaptability this year, that's for sure. Tell us about some of those after-school programs.
6: Of course, yeah. Um, we've got an open gym for the kids. We have a train on our property. I don't know if you've ever been by on Wentworth Street North, but we're in the old Robert Land School and we've got a train to boost, which acts as like a literacy hub and a homework club there's also a arts and crafts room and a kids room and a music room for free play. They can just come in and have it be a really safe space where they can be themselves and not have to worry about any stress of the day and and we just love all the kids who come here.
5: Excellent. So what 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 goes on in the in the music room?
6: In the music room we've got free a whole play. Bunch, yeah, so we've got a whole bunch of different instruments that they can explore we have some guided instruction but a lot of time it's just them jamming and kind of exploring what to do on all the instruments
5: Hmm. is it age age specific
6: age specific we uh range from five to 18 so it's a huge range of kids we've actually seen a 200 percent increase in attendance since september of this year so it's just been
5: Wow! really
6: exciting to see the need for it and that we're able to help all these children.
0: Have you really noticed, uh, Holly, the the presence of uh, the extra presence of of mental illness and and, and conditions just because this has been so difficult to live through?
6: Oh, absolutely. The children are pretty resilient, but it's definitely Mm built a challenge. But we've got a great program coordinator here who focuses a lot on mental health support so we do a lot of arts um, activities with them talking about mental health talking about taking care of themselves wellness what they can kind of do to start to see the signs for when they need to ask for help so it's amazing to see that all these kids are a lot more open to talking about mental health than ever before I think
0: Has it been more difficult for you to get support and and the support you need and the donations you need uh, in raising the funds that you need during this time?
6: Absolutely. We rely so much on donations uh, from individual donors and community partners. That's the only way that we can exist. And all of our donations went down almost, uh, I think, 10% over the past year just Mm. because of financial constraints for everyone at this time. And also if there's not in-person engagement, there's not things like food drives or the different kind of supports that people would have rallying together to raise funds for a certain organization. So we've definitely seen the impact, but we're still trying to become as adaptable as possible and just charge forward.
0: We're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on
5: 900CHML. We've been doing this together for a long time. We missed, we missed two years. Yeah, like Last year and then and then a, a few years while I wasn't well. But here we are and it's just good to be back here doing this again. I know. Uh, yeah. It was
0: funny because I saw my Facebook feed from memory from like five years. I've been getting this all week. Memories yeah. from five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, from two too. years ago. Yeah. From one year ago. And you and I are still here. Uh, what change and, 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 and the outfit I'm wearing, wearing has not changed in that 16 years, (laughs) but everybody around us has. Some of the great people we've worked with and such, and it was funny because I saw the actual, the last one we did from two years ago, it's like, my goodness, it's been two years since we've done this, Uh, and obviously what we are doing here is lighting the 45th edition of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope uh, campaign and the tree itself in Gore Park. That's all going to happen between 5 and 6 tonight. The mayor's going to be here, music playing. It's going to be a blast, and if you want to donate and help us help the kids, here's how you do it.
5: Lots of ways, as usual, online at 900CHML.com or text DONATE to 30333. You can mail it to our office at 875 Main Street West, or you can call our office at 905-521-2310. And the whole idea
0: here uh, is to raise as much money as we can over the course of this Blitz Blitz Weekend to help us help the kids through the CHML Children's Fund. One of the organizations that benefits when you make a donation to the fund is the Hamilton Music Collective. Garrett Lejoie is with us marketing coordinator and instructor and is with us now Uh, thanks so much for taking the time Garrett I hope you're well you too so tell us about the Hamilton Music Collective what is it the Hamilton Music Collective uh, well it's a
8: local charity it's a registered non-profit organization founded in 2008 Uh, it was founded by a team of musicians uh, music teachers and advocates and supporters for the music industry and really the goal was to, to strengthen the music community um, by providing um, music to the public through great performances and great concerts um, but also to educate um, kids and so you may have heard of our An Instrument for Every Child program uh, that launched in yeah. 2009 and uh, you know the whole idea its pretty easy to understand which is um, we believe all children can benefit from having a musical education, um, and that's regardless of their financial background and what their family might be going through. I know uh, anyone who took piano lessons as a kid or guitar lessons, or they remember how much they cherished their instrument and their relationship with their instrument, and you know how much you can really grow through uh, discipline and practice. And so, we really believe in that movement, and so. We've been running that program since 2009, and uh, what we do is we provide uh, free instruments and free lessons to kids uh, across schools in Hamilton. And so in grade two, they pick which instrument they want to play, whether it's a trombone, a flute, a piano, a guitar, they get the choice. And then from then on, they receive uh, a free music lesson every single week up until grade four. And so we're we are we're really proud of the Excellent. program, and we're really happy with how it's gone.
5: Perfect. It sounds. It sounds great. It's one of my uh, favorite programs. Is instrument for every child. I think it's. uh, I think it's great. Uh, Tell us. You you say, uh, Garrett, that uh, that the children receive uh, a lesson. Uh, Tell us about your teachers.
8: Yeah. So we have a group of about fifteen instructors, and uh, you know, another one of uh, part of our mandate is to uh, provide stable. Um, employment for musicians you know uh, the gig economy is a really tough one for musicians trying to make a living uh, playing and we know a lot of them receive a, a, a lot of fulfillment through through teaching as well uh, you know preparing the next generation so um, we have a great team of instructors um, they are players and and writers and composers and music therapists and uh, yeah they're, uh, they're all really supportive of the program and uh, yeah, we're happy to have them on board
5: You're probably going to get this. uh, We're probably going to ask this question of a lot of people uh, today as uh, during the pandemic and the lockdown and stuff. uh, Garrett, how did you manage in terms of teaching kids and getting instruments to them and whatnot?
8: Yeah, well, it's a tough one. You know, Um, music is something that should be experienced live. Uh, in person, mm. and it, you know, it's all about togetherness, right? You, uh, the best part of going to a concert is the fact that um, there's the crowd, there's the energy in the room, right? And so moving that type of stuff to online was, was tricky. Um, what we did was we paired up our students in, uh, in groups of two kids uh, with one teacher. So they still had that connection with uh, one of their classmates, yeah. they were all learning together. And uh, we continued to provide uh, instruments to to children who needed it. And, you know, that really is the time when people did go back into the arts, back into their hobbies and music and the ways that they can sort of lose themselves during uh, these difficult times.
0: You know, it's interesting, Garrett, when we talk about agencies like this and, and organizations such as yours that help individuals and families and such out, we think of funds, we think of food, we think of clothing. We don't necessarily think of the arts. Sometimes we forget that this is really needed as part of a well-rounded upbringing.
8: That's right, yeah. You know, the, the creative arts is so important for, um, for, a, child, for a child's growth. Um, we know that mm-hmm. it teaches uh, discipline, it certainly teaches uh, confidence and, and self-esteem. There's really no better feeling, you know, as a musician myself, than, than um, sharing a piece of music that you've learned or performing it uh, with a friend or, or with your teacher. Uh, we, we know it's really fulfilling. and. You know, the program was founded due to, you know, art funding is is always being cut, as we know. And so with a Hmm. program like this, we can actually um, supplement a lot of the the, the, the struggles that schools face with uh, providing music in schools.
0: You brought up an interesting point. You said the word confidence, uh, which is so important because often when people... Uh, are in need and and use these services that confidence is lacking it, it's a blow to oneself it's great to be able to to give people that confidence and and that discipline and and that guidance that that they can accomplish great things when they put their minds to it and they and people help them and focus in the right direction
8: absolutely yeah you know when when people when people look back on that guitar they had as a team or or that drum set that they got when they were a kid. They they really don't forget that kind of thing. They really remember the relationship they had with their instruments, how how inspired they were, how excited they were to learn songs, and uh, that sticks with them for a long time. And so we're trying to provide that to, to all students. We believe everyone can benefit from that.
0: Garrett Lajoie has been with us, Hamilton Music Collective. Just another example of where your funds go when you make a donation. Uh, Garrett, good luck moving forward with this season. So to uh, help us, help the kids, there's many ways. You can do
5: all kinds of things, all kinds of ways to do it. You can text DONATE to 30333 or mail to uh, number 6875 Main Street West in Hamilton. That's our office. Or uh, give us a call at 905-521-2333. And basically what we're trying to do uh, today
0: and then uh, at Lime Ridge uh, Mall this weekend through the Blitz weekend is raise as much money as we possibly can. This is our biggest kick at the can. This is our biggest fundraiser. And what we're doing today is introducing you to some of the great children's charities, some of the great... Uh, organizations uh, that help our community and benefit when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Let's introduce you to Renee Kalachick, Interval House Manager of Residential Services and is with us now. Renee, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. Can you hear me, Renee? Okay, we've lost Renee uh, momentarily.
5: We still hope she's well. Yes, I believe she is. Yes, uh,
0: you know it's fascinating. Uh, Jim and I were talking that uh, we've been doing this. Uh, I think at this, the way we are now for sixteen years, yeah. And yeah. it was nine years ago that you actually left the, ra- uh, the radio. No, I think
5: it was ten. Was almost it ten years 10, ago yeah. that you
0: left the radio station? Uh, Jim was, yeah. of course, producing my show and you know uh, that can be that can be a kind of taxing scenario and you went off and uh, and then eventually you, you took drove over drove me out of the business that's right and eventually, you drove me to religion <laughs> jim found god and uh, and he's been great ever since and yeah. of course uh, you know uh, you're a pastor at the good shepherd church in st catharines which you've been there ever since which is uh, fabulous it's great to see how things uh, turn out in the yeah it is is.
5: I'm so delighted to to still be uh, to still participate in your show uh, once in a while and to participate uh, every Christmas here we missed last year because of COVID but it was just uh, just remarkable it's just I really enjoy being here and it's a good cause and I just love the city of Hamilton because they rally around these things so
0: let's bring in Renee Kalachick Interval House Manager of Residential Services Renee thanks for the time I hope you're well
9: I am well Scott how are you
0: I'm doing good, thanks. Tell us about Interval House. Uh, Interval House.
9: So we are um, a 22-bed shelter uh, for women, uh, with or without children, who um, are fleeing domestic violence or have experienced uh, gender-based violence, human trafficking, or uh, trauma. Um, we have been going for 33 years, uh, 35 years strong, and uh, we are you know, still working and supporting uh, women and children uh, within the Hamilton community.
0: How difficult has it been trying to do what you do and provide the help that you do in the middle of a global pandemic
9: um it's been very very difficult um during the pandemic uh we actually had to go down to uh 75 uh, capacity um mm. so to be in compliance with uh you know health and safety standards and to ensure the health and safety of uh, staff and residents um and because we have a housing crisis uh, going on in the city of Hamilton right now, uh, it's been very difficult uh, because we are seeing the families, uh, the women and children that come in, uh, are staying a lot longer uh, than expected and being down to 75%. Um, again, just having the women out in the community who do need to be in shelter, it's been uh, very difficult because there's less movement of people being in shelters and then moving on to a safe house.
0: Have you found it more difficult to get the support that you need as well as not only providing these services but but raising the funds you need to to do your duty?
9: Uh, yes, yeah. it has been very difficult, Scott. Um, we have to fundraise seventy no seven hundred thousand dollars every year to offset um, just uh, our funding shortfalls. Um, we had to cancel or adjust a lot of our fundraising events um, in order to. Um, Yes, to be in compliance with the pandemic. So it actually has been um, very difficult. Um, However, we have great staff here. Um, So we have uh, been doing the 12 Days of Giving campaign. Um, We've got our holiday mailers. And um, we've been getting sponsors for uh, families here so they can have uh, a Christmas with their uh, families and children.
0: Renee Koalachuk has been with us from Interval House. She is the manager of residential services there and another example of where your funds can go when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Renee, thanks so much for the time. Good luck moving forward.
9: Scott, thank you so much for your time. And I just want to do um, a shout-out to all the staff who work here at Interval House of Hamilton. Um, They've been doing an amazing job, you know, going through the pandemic and still providing um, just amazing services to the women and children that we serve and uh, i just want to do a big shout out to the hamilton community Um, it's an amazing community that supports us um, and just helps us uh, continue to the work that we do and to provide for the families and uh, children that we work with
0: thanks renee good luck with all of this at interval house Scott Thompson, along with mixmaster Jim, the Reverend Jim Carrier from Good Shepherd Church in St. Catharines. We are lighting the 45th annual CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. It is the biggest fundraiser we have for the CHML Children's Fund. And today, of course, what we're doing is trying to introduce you to all of or a great deal of uh, the great organizations that help the kids through the greater, uh, greater Hamilton area and uh, benefit when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. And how do they do that? Well, you
5: can do it online at 900CHML.com. You can find all the details there, or I can tell you a bit of them. You can text donate to uh, 30333 or mail to our office at 875 Main Street West or give us a call at 905. uh, 521-2310. Olivia's name is beside there, but Olivia's standing in front of us. Yes,
0: so. she does everything. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the phone's ringing. Look, you, hey, oh, yeah,
5: you, oh, don't, take, don't have that phones. on silence. She's got seven phones <laughs> seven in her pocket.
0: phones <laughs> going at once. Alright, 900CHML.com to find out more and how you can help us help the kids. Let's introduce you to Tina Blatchford, Children's Aid Society of Halton, and with us now, Tina, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well.
10: I am. Thank you, Scott. Great to hear from you today.
0: So tell us what's going on at the Children's Aid Society or Children's Aid of Halton and what your objective is, what you try to do.
10: Yep, so uh, so I'm with the Children's Aid Foundation of Halton. I'm the executive director there. We're the fundraising arm of the Halton Children's Aid Society. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, at this time of year, we're really caught up with all the extra support that our children, youth, and families are looking for. Um, we support these people year-round, but come uh, December and throughout the winter, of course, there are needs for winter clothing and extra groceries and, of course, gifts for children and youth. Um, The society serves over 5,000 children, youth and families, actually children and youth. Forget parents alone right there. It's just the children and youth um, annually. And so uh, our objective is to really supplements the work that they do and, and, and enhance that by enriching the lives a little bit further if we can.
5: You said uh you said five thousand people, Tina, um five thousand youth and children. Is that an, an increase from years before or it um, sounds like it, a lot of kids. It,
10: it, it that's an average really. I mean yeah. it does it does go up of course different years. Um this year we've seen an increase. I think last year of course we all You know, they're all dealing with the pandemic in different ways. There were supports put in place from various other organizations, including the government, and lots of support came in for food security and shelter. Um, But there are youth, particularly, that we're working with who are isolated at all times. So even uh, when we were hit with the pandemic, uh, they suffered greatly with that, even more so, you know, the loneliness that compacts. Compounds everything else that they're dealing with. So, um, sure. have we seen an increase? I would say yes. But now, at this end of the year, because um, the supports that were were put in place last year are perhaps not still there for families at this time.
0: All right. Has it been more difficult for you to raise the funds that you need this year compared to others?
10: Uh, yes, in many ways, of course. There are no fundraising events, which many mm-hmm. organizations do, right? It's easy to throw a, a golf tournament or have, a, have yeah. some kind of barbecue fundraiser, and we haven't been able to do that. So uh, like the rest of the world, we've shifted to online donations, and I have to say we've seen great support from the community. I know it's different. People love to go out and shop for things, but we, we're just not able. We don't have the resources. We can't bring volunteers in to help us supporting that. So, going the route of the online donation has, has really made our work a lot easier. But not only that, it's not just about making it easier for us. We're able to convert that into gift cards or specific things that we know families need. And so, it really helps us empower the families to help themselves. So, parents are going out and can shop for their children and take ownership for, for the work that they are doing as well.
5: So in, t- in terms of online donations and whatnot, that's something that a lot of uh, organizations have been forced into uh, during the pandemic. But uh, many are also considering carrying that on in sort mm-hmm. of a, a sort of a hybrid uh, level. Are you looking at that at maybe maintaining uh, the opportunity for people to donate online yeah, even post-pandemic?
10: For, for sure we are. Um, so there are a lot of aspects around fundraising that um, many people perhaps don't quite realize, you know. You have to respond when people come in with in in kind gifts, or um, just even coming up to the door with cash donations. There's behind the scenes admin work that that's involved, and you have to manage that. So going online, um, just uh, people get their charitable receipts immediately, you know, things like that, um, and then we can follow up with phone calls and thank yous and all that good stuff. But um, the admin work. is done when you're when you donate online which frees us up to do other work
0: right tina blatchford's been with us children's aid society sorry children's aid of halton children's aid of halton tina blatchford has been with us uh tina thanks so much for taking the uh, time to explain all this to us and good luck moving forward with this uh season's Uh, campaign
10: uh, scott if i have time i just want to say it's been a dozen years that uh the HTML has been supporting us it's amazing we appreciate it we do not take it for granted thank you so much for keeping the donations coming and olivia is an angel she does great work there and makes it all happen so thank you so so
0: much Olivia is an angel, and uh, and we're, she's right in front of us right now, so
5: we pass that along.
0: And, of course, uh, another example of where your funds go when you make a donation. It's easy
5: to do. It is. Uh, you can do it online at 900CHML.com or text DONATE to 30333. That's the fastest way to do it.
0: You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. Uh, the campaign kicking off with the lighting coming up uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. Got a band down here that's ready to play. The uh, the Ferris wheels whipping around. So uh, we are in the Christmas mood. Yeah. And the whole idea behind the Blitz weekend is to raise as much money as we possibly can for the CHML Children's Fund. And today we are uh, talking to some of the many recipients Uh, who benefit when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund, giving you an idea of where your money goes and how it helps the kids. And Jim's going to tell you exactly how you can help us help the kids.
5: Well, you can visit us online at 900CHML.com. That's uh, one quick way to do it. Another quick way to do it, fast and easy, is to text the word DONATE to 30333.
0: There you go. Yeah. And uh, again, all the details on all the different events and what is going on uh, at 900chml.com. All right, we want to bring in Karen Craig from Living Rock. Karen, how are you today?
2: <laughs> I'm really good, and it sounds excellent. It's so great to talk to you. I feel like you're an annual Christmas event for me. This is great
0: you know it's so funny we were just jim and i were saying this karen that you know we've been doing this for so long and it's so great to uh, use this as an opportunity to see everybody again and we're still not quite there yet but we're certainly a lot better than we were last year what's life been like for you at living rock in and getting through this
2: yeah well when the pandemic happened we just um really wanted to keep going we don't want to go back to same old same old we really wanted to take advantage of doing some new things this year and really digging in and we're so thrilled that the city has stood with us to keep our oasis drop-in open from one to four seven days a week Uh, united way and uh, another group helped uh, the federal government helped us get a beautiful span which we've just got wrapped and we've got like over 275 youth that are getting food deliveries. I mean, our, our food bank is rolling, but it's, it's really exciting to be able to also drop off food and supplies to youth, baby supplies and other things to um, get them what they need. And we've got a beautiful monthly newsletter, uh, messages of hope that go out to them as well um, at home, but to be able to support them in self-isolating. And then of course our employment programs are rolling. So Rock Resources, we've got youth doing work to earn or earn through learning. And then TriRock is uh, very is working away. We've got youth coming in for you know eight weeks of, of employment training here. I mean we're doing physical distancing. They're learning all about sanitizing and doing that work. They get first aid and WMS and other things. Lots of groups for eight weeks, and then they go into ten weeks of employment with an employer and they, they get a $500 bonus to finish off so we know youth are experiencing because of anxiety and isolation we know that it's, it's, it's a very difficult time for them and that's why I really appreciate you helping us to get the message out to parents and friends and family to say if you know a youth that's isolated that really needs support to get moving um, and get things done in their life and to figure out their, their skills and talents like you know, get a hold of the rock at five two eight rock, and we're really willing to do some virtual and work on site. So,
0: what ways, I've always loved about uh, what what I've always loved about what you and Al ha- have done at Living Rock is you really—it's uh, it, not just a case of providing programs. It's—it's it's like it's a community, and everybody mm-hmm. jumps on board. We see that at Suit Fest every year uh, when yeah. the whole crew literally puts the puts the event on. And, you know, and sometimes we forget, uh, as we're all trying to make our own way through a pandemic, uh, that the issues that were there before the pandemic have now just been compounded. And it's, you know, you talked about anxiety and what the future holds. That's particularly difficult for the youth, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. They don't have the lived experience to know that, you know, I remember tough times, but this is a really tough one and for everyone. Mm. And uh, they really do need our support more than ever. Uh, soup Fest is going to roll, but it's going to be um, February 3rd to 21st. It's going to be going to the restaurants again this year, and so we want to keep up momentum of supporting our local restaurants and supporting youth. And so, go get some great soup. It, it's going to follow Winterfest from February 3rd to February 21st. So that's a great way to support youth. And last year I, I was down on Lock Street and. I remember some people came in and said, well, we've done our Dundas restaurants. Now we're doing our yeah. downtown restaurants. And it was just yeah. so encouraging to see how people got involved. So, yeah, for sure.
5: I think one of the remarkable things uh, about uh, about uh, Living Rock, Karen, is... Um, is the fact that uh, that you're all about community, about bringing the youth together, about bringing people together, about about building relationships and, and whatnot? And you've been you've been doing this for, for yeah. many 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 years, uh, so you must have a lot of a lot of success, success stories. Uh, and I'm just wondering, uh, off the cuff here, I'm maybe putting you on the spot. If you'd like to like like to share one or two.
2: Well, it's exciting right now. We have, like, nine students on board from different colleges that are so excited to be working hands-on. And one of our, uh, he doesn't mind sharing his story, but he was one of our youth that had a lot of anxiety and extended his rock resources before he went into Tri-Rock. And uh, now he's in college doing his social service worker. And that's just, like, amazing. Like, that's doing the full circle. And he helped us do musical cakes this year. We had musical cakes, and a fundraiser, and um, he was a big part of that. He is just so excited to share the message of Tri-Rock with others. And <laughs> this is, it's been really great to have someone come full circle. It's really great. It's
0: amazing, yeah. It must, make, it must be incredibly rewarding to see that, Karen. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. And to see how much confidence he has and how, you know, yeah. he's just excited. And then he, we had a meeting with uh, Nate Powers, um, who used to do Freestyle Friday, and we're doing this thing. He's doing a thing called expressive element uh, EDM music with youth. So we're going into the next culture of youth, and and um, this youth joined and He uh, he invited them to come to Musical Cakes. So we had EDM music playing for Musical Cakes. It was so wow. Fun. So, uh,
0: <laughs> the next generation, be a new Karen. That's yeah, we're incredible. Be
2: doing a new program. we hey, you know what? So Saturdays. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, it doesn't surprise me that Living Rock is evolving that way. Karen craig with us of Living Rock, another example of where your money goes when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Karen, thanks so much. Good luck to you and Al this coming season.
2: Okay, thank you so much for your support, and thank you to the CHML audience. Thank you so much.
0: And if you want to help donate and help us help the kids and many other children's charities similar to Living Rock, it's easy to do.
5: Well, grab that cell. We know you have one. And text the word DONATE to or you can check us out online at 900chml.com.
0: All right, it is 4:45, Scott Thompson along with Jim Carrier. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park, downtown Hamilton. It is great to be back here. We are lighting the 45th edition of the CHML Tris- uh, Christmas Tree of Hope. It is 4.51. I'm Scott Thompson along with Mixmaster Jim, a.k.a. Jim Carrier, Good Shepherd Church down in St. Catharines. Has come to join us as, uh, I guess he has for the last 16 years in the 45th lighting of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. Things are starting to pick up down here. The band's getting ready. Uh, they'll be uh, firing up in about a half an hour or so. And then we light like the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. Uh, Gore Park is alive with Christmas. It is so great to see again. And if you want to help us, help the kids, there's lots of ways to do that.
5: There are. You can Uh, visit us online at 900chml.com text on your cell phone the word donate to 30333 or you can mail it into our office if you want to write a check
0: all right we'd like to introduce you now to sue smith of mission services she is the director of food services there Uh, sue how are you today hope you're doing well
1: i am thank you very much
0: So tell us what life's like at Mission Services uh, this time of the year, especially as uh, we're making our way through a global pandemic. What's it been like for you?
1: Well, we're busy. Uh, Mission Services made the decision not to return uh, volunteers to us just for safety reasons. So we have staff running flat out, uh, but we're um, doing what we do and enjoying it and uh, just getting ready to continue to serve those that reach out to us in need.
0: And, you know, just because we are where we are and people have changed their lives doesn't mean the need diminishes at all. If anything, it increases, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. It's increased. Uh, We are seeing the increase um, not only just because of COVID, but because of everything else going um, expensive with housing and food costs. It's just, you know, it's a ripple effect
0: is uh, what has it been like during the pandemic has it been more difficult for you obviously the demand has gone up but what about when you're trying to uh, raise money or or anything like that how how difficult has it been to keep these programs running
1: Hamilton is a really wonderful community and uh, we have had great support from our community um, through donations um, you know the problem is as, as for all of us matter of keep going back to the donors saying we need we need we need um Mm. and they've been Mm. super generous um it's you know it's just one of those it's kind of a sad thing where you have to keep going back but they are generous and they do give um unfortunately now we're just seeing the need increase even more
5: in in the beginning um uh, of the pandemic uh sue there was a lot of people that were uh, concerned about the homeless and where the homeless would end up, especially with social distancing and all kinds of organizations shutting down and stuff. Can you can you share with us just how you manage that from the, the beginning until now?
1: So at our Good Food Centre, we made the decision that anyone who reached out to us in need for food would be served. So we relaxed a lot of our requirements that we had originally with pre-pandemic Um, So, if you need food and you don't have your ID or everything that is required, uh, we're still going to serve you and help you to the utmost of our ability to uh, just make sure that you're fed and you're well.
0: For those who may not know, what's a day like admission services and and, and, and who are you serving on a regular basis?
1: So we have, we're serving uh, those that have lost their jobs to uh, the pandemic or those that have had hours cut um, due to the pandemic. We've seen a great increase in seniors that just cannot make ends meet. Uh, one of our biggest increases right now is single parents with children. Um, we have every, all of our neighbors. If, any Anyone who needs assistance is now coming to us. So uh, we're busy. Um, we're trying not to, we don't do turn away. And we just run flat out trying to serve those who come to us for, for food.
0: What would you say to those that are listening right now and thinking about making a donation to the CHML Children's Fund and uh, eventually uh, to Mission Services? What would you say to them right now if they're thinking about making that donation?
1: We need to take care of each other. Um, It's been a long, almost two years. Um, We need to support each other to, you know, let's get out of this pandemic the best that we can, and um, we really just have to come together as a community and, and help those
6: that really need it.
0: Sue Smith has been with us, Director of Food Services for Mission Services. Just another example of where your funds go when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund at the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. And there's lots of ways to do that.
5: There are. You can uh, pick up your cell phone and text the word DONATE to 30333 or donate online at 900CHML.com. Those are two of the quickest ways to do it.
0: And of course, don't forget, coming up a little later on, we will light the CHML a Tree of Hope. The mayor will be here. Rick Zamprin coming down and, of course, live music. It is a festive spirit. It has returned to Gore Park and the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. We would love to see you down here. And as Jim said, all the details on how you can help us help the kids at 900CHML.com on the news and information you've missed. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. We try this weekend to raise as much money as we possibly can and introduce you to some of the great uh, children's charities and organizations that do so much to help the kids in our area. 12 months of the year, not just uh, over Christmas. And if you want to help us help the
5: kids, it's real easy to do. Start on the website at 900CHML.com and... Yeah, or you can uh, text on your cell phone the word donate to 303 Or if you want, you can mail a check into number 6, 875 Main Street West in Hamilton.
0: All right, let's bring in Kathy Wellwood, Chief Development Officer of the Good Shepherd Center, and is with us now. Kathy, how are you? I hope you're doing well.
11: Well, I'm okay, my friend. I'm excited for Christmas.
0: You know, you have been involved in this for so long, Kathy. What's it been like the last year for you guys, and 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 just trying to make this all work during a global pandemic? I know it's challenging at any time, but it must—it just must be uh, very challenging in the last year.
11: Well, you know what, Scott? Um, it really has been. But we really and truly are overwhelmed by the response of the community coming together so generously to support Good Shepherd's uh, programs. So, um, you know, it is difficult but you know that the community doesn't let us down. You ask them to help, they're right there asking, what can I do to help you? And and it, there's a lot to be showing with our sponsor family this year. Last year, you know, Scott, we um, distributed over $70,000 worth of gifts to more than 1,300 families. And this year we're, we're gonna do the same probably more because the need is so great. So. Um, I guess what I want to do with you today is just reach out to the to the community to say if you want to sponsor a family or an individual or make a donation to support the program, um, just go on our website, sponsor our and um, it, it, we really appreciate it.
5: Tell us uh, when uh, you sponsor a family. What exactly does that mean?
11: Well, you can choose. Well, sponsor family is that if you go on the website there's different families. I mean, we don't put their names on. We, we categorize sure. them, you know, very confidentially. But, um, you know, sponsoring a family is like you pick a family of uh, a boy and a girl, a mom and dad, um, or whatever, or just a, a senior or, you know, our youth. And you can choose to do the shopping yourself because we list things that they need. Uh, or you can make a general donation and then we'll just go out and do the shopping for you. So, um, we know what that we, we reached out to our clients and we've asked them what do they need this Christmas, and we put it on our website. And it's um, it's it, it, that's the story of you know how we go shopping, or or the um or the uh, donors go shopping for for these clients and then drop them off, of course, at our uh, uh, cathedral where we are storing all our sponsor family items right now.
0: Obviously, uh, as we've said, uh, you know, Good Shepherd, uh, all of these great agencies do this all the time, have been doing it for years and years and years, and now challenged. Uh, yeah. With with a global pandemic and such, what's yeah. it been like? Because obviously the need is greater, but it's harder and harder to to actually get donations and such because people have been distancing over the last year or That's such. Right. Have you found what what is what's the mood of the donors like? Are people more empathetic? Yeah, uh, considering what we've been through, what is there a yep. change in mood now, Kathy?
11: Yeah, you know what, Scott. It's amazing. People are very empathetic. And, and you know, I, I don't go out uh, meeting donors, I mean, because of the the pandemic. and I really mm-hmm. miss that contact with our donors. I really and truly do. But I'm on the phone a lot, and I email a lot. And basically, I just share with them what our needs are. And I'd love to, you know, they just say, you know, tell me if you need any food. You know, what kind? Do you need any baby supplies? You're like, oh, what do you need? You just need money? So you can do uh, different programs with your clients so um, people are hurting but they haven't forgotten the people that are hurting more let's put it that mm. way and so I, I really you know right now we're in really dire need of food and clothing items especially coats that are new or you know nearly new and hats and mittens because you know the cold weather has arrived as you know so we, we really welcome uh, people to go into their closets and see what they don't use anymore and if it's still quite good, you know, to drop it off at our vintage Center at 155 Cannon uh, Street and we'd, be we- we'd welcome them because um, we have people coming through those doors uh, daily um, to uh, find something to wear or to eat, so uh, we need your help.
0: Kathy Wellwood has been with us, Chief Development Officer for the Good Shepherd Center, just another agency that benefits when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Kathy, as always, thanks so much for the tremendous work that you're doing. Good luck over the season.
11: Thank you, Scott. It's always a pleasure.
5: And it's uh, easy to donate. It is easy to donate. And, you know, I, I was thinking about uh, about the heart of a community, and you can tell the heart of, of the community by how they treat yeah, uh, those yeah. those who are in need. Yeah. And I've been, you know, we've done a lot of these together, Scott, and I know mm. that we have all of these organizations that are willing to do the necessary work, uh, but we also have surrounding them a community that's willing yeah. to support it. And that's what this is all about, is, is supporting those organizations that help those in need in our community. And this is why we're here every single year. So we appreciate whatever you can give. You can donate online at 900CHML.com or text on your cell phone the word DONATE to three zero three three or call olivia she's she's standing here she has seven phones and not one of them is ringing yet uh so you can call her at nine oh five five two one two three get ready she's about to jingle away now
0: There we go uh it is five fifteen, and we are broadcasting live from uh, gore park it is the lighting of the 45th edition of the chml christmas tree of hope uh, olivia loves the mariah carey and, and, uh, and she's an angel And she's so an angel So we, we had to we, play it yep, for her we had to And Olivia McKay uh, Olivia McKay is uh, uh, How long have you been doing this now? The Tree of Hope thing? How long have oh. you been involved with it? Because we're older than you, so, you know. Yeah,
12: so I've been on the board for over 10 years and just took over the pre- president role this past, like, oh, February,
5: deal. March. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so we're with the boss lady. Let's...
0: You know, it's like we're having a, a talk around the lunchroom here because, uh, Olivia, obviously, we all work together, although we haven't seen each other in, like, a 100 years. So yeah. it's kind of a party for us down here. Olivia McKay is executive assistant, uh, president of the CHML Children's Fund. Uh, are we getting back to normal? Is this because, you know, compared to last year, what are we doing? Is it... Is is it close? Because it was very difficult last year. Yeah, virtually.
12: so last year was all virtual and no one was allowed in the park. So yeah. we're, it's somewhat normal, not as normal as before. Yeah. Uh, they do have the Ferris wheel, but we had to tone back on activity just yeah. due to COVID regulations. Yeah. But, sure. you know, fingers crossed next year Santa can come back. Yeah, And there'll be food yeah. and lots of joy. But <laughs> if you come down, you get these fancy yeah. Um, snowflakes oh, I that like those light those. Light
5: up. Light up snowflakes oh yeah. very cool the light it's up my own, it's my only ah. source of heat today because <laughs> the heater is right over behind Scott, So, so uh, sorry i hogged the heater uh
0: so how difficult has it been to keep this this charity that has such a, a tradition and this, the tree of hope that has such a tradition how difficult has it been to keep this all alive during a pandemic
12: it is, because a lot of things you can't do. So, you, you know, the, the auctions that we used to do, yeah. the realtor is no longer happening. and Golf we were, tournament. And the golf tournament last year. And, you yeah. know, we were very lucky yeah. to do it this year we and raised, you know, yep. over $10,000. So it was an additional $10,000 to the fund that, you know, yeah. we didn't get last year. Yeah. And it's just coming up with new ways. You know, we partnered with Cameron's Brewing. Yeah. Got a donation there. You know, char- Charred on yeah. James Street and um, BBQ Bandit. So it's partnering with the places to come up with new ways uh, to raise funds
0: you know you bring up an interesting point because we we do a feature on the show where we talk to small businesses and and how they've been coping during this and how they've had to uh, pivot per se that's the big word out of the pandemic And many have said, and obviously, you know, going to online or whatever, uh, they've had to rely on other ways to do business. And now that the pandemic, hopefully, we're getting through the latter stages of it, um, they're going to keep these new processes and procedures that they've had to rely on. Is the same thing going to happen with the Children's Fund? Have we learned things that we can do virtually that we can continue on even when things do get back to whatever the new normal is? So, like, it's,
12: you know, it's targeting the younger demographic now and that's a big challenge is to get them to understand, you know, where the need is and, you know, the text to donate. It's just simple and it shows up on your phone bill or just, you know, going through Canada Helps or or our PayPal giving fund is another way you can donate and then just, just getting into the mentality and my husband and I adapted that once a month we donate $100 to a local charity yeah. in the city. And, yeah. you know, this month it's a children's fund, of course. Yeah. And I went above Extra, got some toys as well. Yeah. But every month, you know, I just have that mentality my husband. I'm like, I run a charity and I know the needs out there. Yeah. So we, we just pick a charity. And, it's, you know, it can be any one of the 30, that, 30 to 50 that we support. But just getting that out there that... that The need is so much right now.
0: And it must have been difficult last year, too, when charities are banging on the door and are looking for what they would normally get from us. And unfortunately, we just didn't have the funds because we couldn't run any of it.
12: Yeah, so we actually had to put some allocations on hold to review them in the new year. And we actually had to change the way we were donating because it actually revolved around COVID. So if it was like you were badly impacted by COVID, then we would look at it. And now, you know, we can't just give you everything that you've asked for, but look at the donation the allocation and say okay what can we give to this charity because you know we get up to five new charities a year so we may not have all the allocations this year because programs are being put on hold but we for the ones that aren't applying there's new ones applying so our funds are always coming in but they're also always going out so like you said, it's finding those new ways to keep getting them in.
0: And if people want to donate, how do they do it?
12: They can text the word donate to 30333, and they can go online at 900CHML.com, and they can hit uh, either one of the links, the PayPal link or the Canada org. They can visit us down here until 7, and we're at Lime Ridge
0: tomorrow Lime Ridge, yep.
12: from 10 to 4. And I'll have... Our debit machine, so you can just tap
0: away. (laughs) Perfect. Got to make it easy for you. Olivia McKay has been with us, uh, president of the CHML Children's Fund. And uh, just another example where your funds go when you uh, make a donation to the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. And you can do it at 900CHML.com. Yes, the band is playing. It is 527. News is on the way. are surfing. Peter and the elegance. And uh, feel free to come down and join the fun down at Gore Park. We like the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope coming up uh, moments from now. Uh, the Ferris wheel is here, the tree is here, and Christmas has returned uh, to Gore Park. And if you want to help us
5: help the kids, it's easy to do. I think it's 23 minutes or so before we light up the tree. You can donate online at 900CHML.com or uh, text the word donate to 30333. Or you can uh, actually drop by Limerick's Mall tomorrow as well, between uh, 10 and 4.
0: All right, let's bring in James Vanderburg. Uh, Welcome in Community Center, the executive director there. James, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well.
13: Thank you. It's great to be here, Uh, especially right before the tree is
0: lit. Tell us about the uh, Welcome in Community Center and and what it's like there this time of year and how you're coping uh, during a pandemic.
13: Well, Welcome In is a vibrant community center in the north end of Hamilton, and it's been around for over 50 years. It's got programs ranging from children's programs to senior support, and uh, right now our food bank is as busy as ever um, during the holiday season.
0: What's it been like for you? Because obviously, uh, you know, we've heard from lots of agencies that... uh that are uh, obviously involved in the CHML Children's Fund. And the demand is greater, but it's more difficult to raise funds. It's more difficult to, to get what you need to continue with these programs. How difficult has it been the last year for you?
13: Well, it's been tremendously difficult, but in all, on all, in all honesty, life-giving as well. Uh, we have seen programs grow by leaps and bounds. Uh, our senior supports have gone from... 12, around 50 uh, seniors in our community visitation program to over 184 now at this point. Um, We're delivering food hampers to them, and it's great to to see them back in our building now that uh, some of the COVID protocols have been lessened. On the children's end, our children's programs were unfortunately closed uh, during the pandemic, and they're now reopened, and it's incredible to see the kids back in the the building with new mental health curriculum added to that program and of course the food bank has been nonstop as an essential service throughout the pandemic and uh, we lost we operate with 450 volunteers as an organization and many of them we had to say you can't come in and during uh, the lockdown so of course we went from a staff team of six to a staff of 17. Uh, basically overnight, which, as you can imagine, puts major strains on your operating budget. But we have been really in many ways blessed by the generosity of the community and granting organizations and foundations. uh, We've kept our head above water and are, are thrilled to be here.
0: It, it, have you noticed that some of the new systems that you've put in place as a result of not being able to do things the way you normally do will stick after the pandemic? And there's there's things that you've had to do that will now be a, a great addition to what you normally do.
13: Yeah, we've actually just launched a new fundraiser, Dare to Double It, because we want to keep some of those pandemic responses going post uh, the the lockdowns. Um, especially when it comes to supports for seniors, we've noticed a lot of uh, ongoing isolation and we want to ensure that those with mobility issues can still receive food. So we, we're still delivering food hampers at this point. Um, we're hoping to see the mental health curriculum permanently rolled into the children's programs. And our food bank has diversified in terms of how it's uh, delivered to the community. We have an appointment system now on top of people coming into the building and a grab-and-go system so that it's easier for people. It really removes barriers to access for more members of the community. So we've seen at the food bank, as an example, we've seen those added supports mean that we've gone from 12,000 annual visits in a year uh, before the pandemic to now 18,230 over the last 12 months. So that's a 70% uh, increase, mostly because of the increased access.
0: And what about those that are donating? Is the mood different now? Do you find people are in a more giving mood as a result of, of, of living through this pandemic? Are we more empathetic?
13: I think we, uh, like our experience has been that the donations and donors are behind us. And uh, the donors have been, donations have been a little bit smaller. Some people are noticing uh, tightened uh, wallets. And that's understandable. But at the same time, there has been a rallying behind um, all our causes. And to our surprise, we managed to survive a year when we almost doubled our operating budget. And uh, that's a testament to the generosity of, of Hamiltonians, and, and it's not possible without things like the Children's Fund.
0: What would you say to someone listening right now uh, that is thinking of making a donation to CHML Children's Fund, James, and, and where the money goes?
13: Well I can speak on Welcome In's behalf because we're a recipient of the Children's Fund and, and on our end all of the funds that we receive from the children's program go into our Learning and Fun After School program where kids have the opportunity when they come home from or come to us after school To receive a nutritious meal, and we apply all the good food principles that we use in our food bank to the delicious and and nutritious snacks that the kids get. It's actually more of a meal that's provided by the Children's Fund. Um,
14: If if you remember
13: when you're at that age, uh, you come home from school and you're well, you used to say you were starving. Well, that's how the kids come in to welcome in, and and we're thrilled to be able to offer a nutritious and, and robust snack for them through the Children's Fund. So every donation makes a huge difference in the lives of the kids in our neighborhood.
0: James Vandenberg has been with us Welcome in Community Center Just another example of where your funds go When you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund James, Holt, uh, thanks so much for taking the time And good luck getting through this season At the Welcome in Community Center
13: Thank you very much, have a great night
0: I'm Scott Thompson, uh, mixmaster Jim A.K.A. the Reverend Jim Carrier From Good Shepherd Church in St. Catharines Is joining us for the lighting of the 45th edition Of the CHML my Christmas thanks
5: Hope. to Jeff Story, to Rick Semperin and to you for allowing me the pleasure Nice tap dance once there, again. pal it's, You've already made the boobleg <laughs> comment You're done That was a compliment
0: Jim will never be at another tree lighting again
5: I just want to hear a story sing now, that's all
0: Hey, we should turn this into karaoke Do
5: yeah. you think little Peter would
0: play him play a little boobleg <laughs> for him? Yeah, yeah. Alright, let's move on uh, what we are trying to do here on Blitz Weekend is raise as much money as we possibly can for the CHML Children's Fund. The CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign is our biggest fundraiser and it gives us a chance to raise as much cash as we possibly can to help those that are helping the uh, youth, the kids and various children's charities throughout the greater Hamilton area. And if you'd like to help us help the kids, there's lots of ways to do
5: that. There is. You can donate online at 900CHML.com or text the word donate to 3033. or if you're in the line Mall area between 10 and 4 tomorrow I'll drop by there or you can drop by here this evening still plenty of room for you all right let's
0: introduce you to Glenn Van Gullett. he is the divisional secretary for public relations the Salvation Army Ontario division and with us now Glenn thank you for the time I hope you're doing well I am doing
14: well. Now, I don't have the complexion of Michael Bublé, but uh, I'm doing well just the same.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. And you know, Glenn <laughs> Enough, said, Glenn. So, so there's Glenn is picking up on this. He, you know, he's saying this, uh, Glenn. As if it, our boss is not even going to hear this. He's not even listening. It's just the three of us here. Uh Glenn, we certainly know how much Salvation Army has been a part of the season for my goodness, years and years and years and yeah. years, and and we certainly know how much the kettle campaign is a part of this. What's it been like for for the Salvation Army to try to raise funds during this pandemic?
14: Well, you're right. The the iconic red kettle that the Salvation Army puts out every time this uh, this year, you know, throughout the Christmas season, it's synonymous with Christmas. So many people. Um, actually come to us and say, Ah, I see the kettle's out. It must be Christmas time. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to support people in your community. Make a donation to the Salvation Army through the kettle, um, or through the, uh, the contactless payments or donation tip tap, um, or donate online to support the work of the Salvation Army and salvationarmy.ca. But so critically important, uh, to support that work because it is. It is neighbors helping neighbors absolutely
0: you, you know we've talked to many businesses over the course of this pandemic and and obviously they've had Ooh. to pivot and change the way they do things in order to keep working so keep right. forward yeah. obviously charities salvation army have had to do the same thing are the things that you've come up with that you might keep doing even you know post pandemic
14: you know what you're absolutely right yeah there are things that we've come up with we've had to you know i think that word pivot has been used so often by so many, but it's, yeah. it's a perfect word. We've, ha- we've had to adjust how we do things and uh, and continue to keep our doors open to support individuals and families in need. Um, and yes, we have learned some great ways and new ways of doing that. I think one of the things that we've always uh, you know strived for is building relationships with people. And of course, uh, through the pandemic, it's harder to spend more time close with people, working through some of the challenges and journeying with people. But we found new ways to do that. Um, certainly, being able to get out and and uh, deliver food or provide some supports around food insecurity, you know, Toys at Christmas, making sure that families have the the necessities that they need uh, to keep going. We've found ways to be able to continue serving the community, and I think that's, that's critically important. And you know what? I think it's expected of the Salvation Army. People come to us sometimes as a last resort, and, uh, and it's hard to come and ask for help sometimes, but knowing that we're always able to say yes and keep our doors open and support the community, uh, you know, that's what makes this wonderful for us and a privilege for us to continue serving every day. And how
0: has the, the, the services that you're providing and the need that you're trying to fulfill, how has that changed over the pandemic? Is it is it different I mean the Salvation has been around for a bazillion years and help is help is help yes. but it, but you know and again you think of all the the life events that the Salvation Army has been a, a part of over the years yes. I, I mean they just keep going and going and going but has it been has it been different this time out
14: it has been I mean as you think about uh, individuals who are struggling with food insecurity um, being able to, to meet them where they're at we've been very fortunate to have funds from the federal government supporting the Salvation Army's work and being able to provide great fresh produce and meat and those types of things to be able to provide services and food to, to families and individuals in need maybe dropping that off as opposed to picking it up um, you know being able to spend time at the door and saying hello and checking on people we've seen an increase in seniors uh, struggling with with uh, connecting with people uh, being able to be able to have enough money to get through to the end of the month the cost of food is is increasing the cost of gas is increasing and so the salvation army has found ways to to make it more accessible to people. Uh, Online registration for things or or Zoom calls, right, Teams calls. We're we're so familiar with those. But being able to connect with seniors or or youth over Zoom or computers to be able to to, to find out how they're doing and have those conversations, still staying connected with people but but serving them in in different ways. And we hope that in the new year we'll continue to be able to do that and more, maybe getting back to some new normals. Um, ways that we can connect with people in person more often, but recognizing uh, we need to be responsive in, in where people are at and how they need to serve and be able to do that in, in meaningful ways.
0: What would you say to someone who's listening right now and is thinking about making a donation to the CHML Children's Fund?
14: I would say thank you. Thank you. Please, yes, make a donation. You can make a donation to the Salvation Army at salvationarmy.ca. Make a donation to uh, to us at our kettles. When you see those out, there's over 2,000 of those kettles out across the country. Certainly in Hamilton, you'll see them through all the malls. Uh, make a donation into those kettles all of those funds stay local and if you want to volunteer with the salvation army by all means visit us at salvationarmy.ca volunteer and sign up to volunteer we need volunteers uh those kettles we want to have people on them saying merry christmas and encouraging people and so if you'd like to volunteer that's another great way to support your community.
0: Great point. You know, we talk about donations all the time, but volunteers, I mean, they are needed just as much. Glenn Van Gulick with us, Salvation Army Divisional Secretary for Public Relations, the Salvation Army Ontario Division. Uh, Glenn, thanks so much for the time and the great work that you do. Good luck in this season.
14: Likewise. Thank you. Merry Christmas and God bless. You.
0: Thank you so much. 900CHML.com to find out more on how you contribute. Or... You
5: can visit our website at 900CHML.com, or you can text the word DONATE on your cell phone to 30333, or you can drop by here, or you can visit us tomorrow at Ridge Mall. All right, it is 557 News at the
0: top of the hour. Uh, Little Peter and the Elegance are playing, and very soon we're going to light the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope. We are lighting the 45th edition live from Gore Park. And only the truth. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. Uh, little Peter and the Elegance just making their way off stage as we have lit Man, another good. CHML Christmas Tree of Hope 45th edition. Uh, Today And the great news is we are back. We are back to doing what we normally do in Gore Park. And joining us right now is Jeff Story, uh, Program Director with CHML. And, Jeff, it must make you feel good to see this back and doing what we're doing as opposed to a virtual, uh, I, I guess, makeshift version of the tree.
3: First off, uh, yeah, you guys are doing a heck of a job today, by the way, you and Jim. So thank you, Scott. Thank thank you, you. Jim. It sure is nice to be back, Scott. I I would say this. It's not only great to see the tree lit, to hear the band in the background, to see the mayor on stage today, but honestly, for me, for the first time in like two years, getting to see familiar faces, my coworkers, (laughs) you both, (laughs) and the rest of the staff that's here tonight, that to me is like, you know, it 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 makes my heart pound a little bit uh, faster. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's like coming home sure is
0: yeah. you know it's funny you should say that because we were joking around when we all first got here earlier on this afternoon it's like olivia how are you oh my goodness you know it's been and olivia was saying it's been like two years because uh, she yeah. went on not leave just before all of this so it's been two years since you know we've really been together like this and yeah. how has th- this whole thing continued through that blip in last year it's amazing to see the momentum it's like we never even uh, you know had a problem last year
3: you know what I think it is, Scott? I think it's dedication and passion by the Children's Fund board and mm-hmm. the people that sit on the board. And I'm fortunate, too. And you you spoke about Olivia. And, you know, I was able to pass the torch. And I will say this for me, you know, being the president of the last 10 years of the CHML Children's Fund, what an honor that was. Yeah, Passing the torch to Olivia, who was my co-pilot, the VP for that decade, yeah. and now she is running things and doing it beautifully well so tons of credit to her she's very she's got extreme passion towards Mm. what she does for the children's fund and now i just get to be a board member sit hopefully back in the back of the room and just kind (laughs) of shout things from the back say don't forget about me but it's been one uh just an amazing ride and there were challenges scott the last you know 20 months kind of getting to this point But, you know, you got to give credit to the city of Hamilton, the Mm. BIA, everybody else that pitched in and just really just threw your heart into it. And we care so much. We've been doing this since 1976. You know, that's a long, long time. It's a beautiful tradition.
0: And it's amazing how it seems today as if this isn't even skipped a beat. I mean, it just seems like uh, last year, what the heck happened? It must have been difficult, though, because we know there's like over 40 children's charities across the greater Hamilton area that benefit when everybody makes a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. It must have been difficult last year year when people are coming knocking on the door and unfortunately we just didn't raise as much for obvious reasons as we did in the past. So has that come back or are are we back on our way to to doing what we used to
3: do? I would call 2021 a bit of a rebound. 2020 yeah. was extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. No we didn't raise as much money as past years. Um and that was difficult, but I will say this too. Because of COVID, Scott, a yeah. lot of programs didn't run yeah. so a lot of the organizations yeah, that we donate to each and every year we still donated a lot but we had to make the hard decision at the board of directors level to mm. give a little bit less to each organization because yeah. honest to goodness we just didn't have the means or the funds to do it because we were raising less because there were a lot of events we couldn't do you know not just an event like this but i think last year the realtors right like yeah, that's a big option. night for yeah, us yeah. that we would yeah. you know honestly but a hundred thousand dollars in one night we would yeah. raise yeah. you know we couldn't do our uh, annual golf tournament last year yeah. even and that was shut down and that's an outside event now thankfully we we're able to do the golf yeah. tournament this year in 2021 so i would call this a bit of a rebound year but you know i can't kid anybody we're not fully back we all know that mm-hmm. and the money is not what it normally would be i'm just hopeful that in 2020 2022 if we can get through this that we can really get back to full full fundraising levels
5: i'm kind of hopeful that a lot of people who who donate regularly on a regular basis will help supplement the loss that I mean, that we may have from the real estate supper and stuff that other people out there are are thinking gosh you know like 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 they are you know they are still hurting and even though they're on the rebound, and that they would actually contribute a bit more, if they haven't contributed before, just consider giving a few dollars.
3: Yeah, I think it's an interesting point, Jim. But you know, you know as well as I do, uh, everything's going up—the price of everything, yeah. inflation's through the roof. You know, people just don't have a lot to give. And working for a charity like I have for many, many years, it's—it it is a grind. And there's a lot of charities out there, and there's a lot of amazing causes. And there is a little thing called donor fatigue, to be quite honest. And There's always that delicate balance about how many times do you run events, how many times do you ask people for a little bit more. But I would say this, we all know this, and I'm sure both of you have said it many times today, Hamilton's a very giving community. Mm -hmm. Again, I've had the pleasure of working at CHML since 1994. This event's been going on since 76, and every year I'm amazed by how much people give. And I think through this trying time, the pandemic, which is coming up to two years, I still know people in their heart, they understand what the Children's Fund is about and that every dollar we raise goes to underprivileged kids in this community.
0: You know, you talked about donor fatigue and we've certainly used the word fatigue a lot during this global pandemic because people are, you know, life's been what it has been for the last over year and a half now. What about the mood of people who are donating and and the mood as this comes back because it seems people and you know maybe I'm being a bit naive here but it seems that people are a little bit more empathetic they're a little bit more giving and let's hope that continues through this
3: year. Well Scott you know I think that was well said I probably couldn't have said it much better but I think that's also a bit of the Canadian way right? You mean we know that you know when it comes to community we got to come together in difficult times there's nothing more difficult in my life that I've lived through Uh, you know, uh, outside of the COVID pandemic. So my guess is that empathy, that compassion, Mm -hmm. and I know it's in all of us
5: Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. times
3: like this, I think it's really coming to the forefront and seeing as many people that came out here tonight to this event. I mean, I have to be honest. Yeah, I was, I was a little skeptical just because of COVID and we're not through this yet. And, the case counts are up we know yeah. that mm-hmm. the new variant that's out there i thought people may just hang back a little bit but i have to tell you the spirit the energy at this yeah. event tonight yeah. and that band yeah wow yeah like, seriously Very cool. they were outstanding yeah.
0: you know yeah. it's interesting you bring that up because of course we arrive here at three o'clock in the afternoon to start the show just as everything is is setting up and it's still quite empty and i was wondering about that what it was going to be like come five six o'clock yeah. when yeah. normally yeah. you know the park fills up and we get lots of people out for the band and the lighting and such but boy it really was invigorating to see all of the people that did show up here today and you know it's we're back that's what's well, great to see
3: scott you know me and you've known me for a long time i tend to wear my heart in my sleeve and i'm being very very honest i was skeptical today yeah. i wasn't sure that we would have you know 20 percent of mm-hmm. the people out here that we normally do so i was blown away again hamilton has just uh smashed it once again yeah. and they came out here in droves tonight and just all generations too scott there was like five-year-olds and 75-year-olds here today and that to me again is just an awesome thing to see all those different generations but again props to the band they played tunes for everybody, too. Yeah. This wasn't just tunes directed at a small demographic. Yeah. It was for everybody that was in this crowd today. You yeah. know,
0: we've talked a lot over the over the course of the pandemic and, and focused on small businesses and how they've changed as a result of this pandemic. We were talking to Olivia about this earlier on. Some of the things that you've done to get through last year and what have you, are, are these going to stay with the CHML Children's Fund? So we, we've learned new ways to, to do this when we can't do it the way we do. Will some of those uh, new uh, systems protocols stick as you move
3: forward? I I think they will, Scott. To be honest, we've learned a lot. You know, just uh, how how to work and to be, you know, real. Really, I think, in a great way. I think we've learned a ton, and a lot of stuff is done online now. You know, back in the day when we started this, I mean, everything was about phone lines, right? Make call, call in, donate. (laughs) Now it's like, you know, you text. You got a text line. You go to the website, and it's an easy donation Mm. button, and you can, you know, you can click on different denominations of giving. It's just, it's so simple to do now. And, uh, yeah, I think we've learned a ton, and I do think a lot of that stuff will stick with us, Scott, as yeah. we kind of progress and eventually get through this pandemic, hopefully in 2022. Yes. Uh, all
0: right. Thank Jeff Story has been with us, Program Director of CHML, and we'll see you again in another year.
3: Scotty, you know what? <laughs> I, I hope it's before that. Um, I, I hope it's early in the new year. And, Jim, it was uh, great to see you today, nice my to friend. to see you, Jeff. Thank you for coming down here for yeah, so many years I and being totally Scotty's co-pilot. That. You yeah. guys are tremendous together. Thank you. It's a great team, and I love you. Together, and you know, I also have to say props to our boy back at the studio, uh, Will Erskine. I yes. got to talk to Will on the phone today. He's just a delight, full of energy, and yeah, uh, great a job. Uh, you know, being like Mixed Master Jim back in the day at CHML. <laughs> That's right. <A> big <laughs> shoes to fill. Yeah, a big, big <laughs> shoes. Oh, thanks it. again, guys. Stop Great job it. today. Thanks, right, Jeff. thanks, Jeff. Jeff Story's
0: been with us, Program Director of CHML, and another successful tree lighting, 45th edition. Going to take a quick break here. It is 645. We are broadcasting live from Gore Park. We're coming back. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML, and
5: online at 900CHML.com. It's it's a blast to be outdoors breathing fresh air.
0: It's 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 great to be out of our hole. It's great to be out of uh the tent that I broadcast from on a daily basis in my house. Uh, It's great to see human faces. It's uh, great to see how old all the co-workers that we haven't seen in two years have gotten. That's right, yeah. Everybody, you notice that? Jeez, Jim, have you noticed how much Bill looks older than he used to be? (laughs) Meanwhile, we haven't aged at all, have we? No, of course not. No, we look exactly the same. Uh, Again, uh, this has been an absolute fabulous uh, experience, and what we are doing is kicking off the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. We lit the tree along with Rick Zamperin and the mayor, and, of course, introducing you into some of the various uh, children's, organizations that uh, benefit when you make a donation to the CHML Children's Fund. Uh, the money comes in and then it goes right back out. Every single cent that you donate uh, goes right back out the door. There is no fees. There's no nothing at all. Uh, it's just non-stop uh, dude it's non-stop giving and it, it literally what you donate goes right out the door and if you would like to donate we've got some ideas on how you can do just that
5: and i just like to remind you that this is uh, this is the kickoff to something yes. here that uh, keeps going we're, we're going to end the broadcast shortly but uh, you still have plenty of opportunity to donate and you can always donate in these ways visit us online at 900 chml.com or text the word donate to three zero triple three or you can uh, give us a call we're still taking phone calls the old-fashioned way 905-521-2310 or if you're out and about at Ridge Mall tomorrow between 10 and 4 you can drop by uh, CHML there as well
0: and as well remember uh, Jimmy Lomax and operation Santa Claus toy truck all of that man Jimmy was a big part of this uh, back in the day and we have kept that tradition alive as well So, again, if you want to make a toy donation of any way, uh, again, hit our website and call our station, and we will send the toy truck around and actually pick up Uh, anything that you have collected and make sure they get to uh, the proper places. And again, uh, because we've had an abbreviated version of of this, we've had to adjust and kind of pivot on how we do things. But that is back up running again. And uh, as Jim mentioned, this continues right through until Christmas Eve. So if you couldn't help us today, and you can tomorrow or the next day, uh, do whenever you can, because this continues. Another thing that I'd like to remember uh, remind you about as well, is coming up December 15th, it is 3 and a leader day at, pi- at uh, participating Pioneer Gas Locations. So again, uh, the great people at Pioneer Energy have been a, a big part of the CHML uh, Christmas Tree of Hope campaign for years and years and years. One of our major, major sponsors, and they will continue. And did this last year as well. One of the few things we could keep doing uh, December 15th, $0.03 cent a leader day at participating Pioneer locations. So if you go to any Pioneer location and fill up, $0.03 cents from every leader goes directly to the CHML Children's Fund. And we thank the great people at Pioneer for all of that. Also, Chard on James Street, just down from where we are now, are going to launch their whole chicken, whole chicken meal sale every Tuesday during the month of December. $2 from every meal will be donated to the CHML Children's Fund. As well, the Barbecue Bandits on Parkdale Avenue North, a buck from every... Uh, Y-108 Piggy Burger uh, will go to the CHML (laughs) Children's Fund. so. So good.
5: It's so good. Oh, Olivia the Angel says it, the piggy it,
0: burger is good.
5: It's divinely endorsed by an angel, folks. So. <laughs> <Here> you
0: go. <laughs> so there are lots of ways for you to help us help the kids. And, again, if uh, there's too many right now to digest uh, like a piggy burger, feel free to hit the website at 900CHML.com, and all the details on how you can help the kids are there. Well, that's going to be it for us. Murph's tearing down already. Know, Murph's She's like, halfway done. I'm standing now because Murph I'm has taken that. my wait, chair. Wait, wait, I'm using that He's taken one that. of my headphones. I can't even hear uh, uh, Jim as always thank you so Scott, much for delight, being here as always as as Jeff said it's always great to have you down here great to see you again it's you great helped to be so here. much uh, in getting here. us thank through you. this my delight, and, my uh, pleasure and to be uh, a riding shotgun we always will always uh, cherish these moments and thank yeah. you have a great say hi to the family and make you sure too. you have a great Christmas you too.
5: back to our holes
0: and again, uh, or you can check out uh, Jim doing his thing live at Good Shepherd Church down in St. Catharines. All right, that is a wrap for us. Thanks so much for listening. And again, 900CHML.com if you want to find out more about the CHML Children's Fund. We have been broadcasting live from Gore Park for the 45th edition of the CHML Christmas Tree of Hope campaign. Have yourself a great night.